Hello, this is Anne Levine, and this is The Anne Levine Show, starring Michael Levine. Hello. And The X-Rays. That's right. We are here today on October 24th. I am not at all certain how that happened. Yeah, ma- magic, I'm guessing. I mean... Holy smokes, that means next week's the last week oh of yeah. October. Yeah. In fact, wow. a lot of people took their kids trick-or-treating over this past weekend. Oh, because we'd have better weather or something? No, actually the weather was horrible. It was torrential rain. So... So that didn't really work out too good then. Well, it wasn't fabulous, but they showed a bunch of weirdos walking around Salem. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, that's kind of an everyday thing, isn't it? But no, like who had come from far away with full makeup and walking around with their umbrellas. I gotcha. So it's like, you know, Frankenstein's creature... Can't oh. handle a little water. No, no, of course not. Well, it it, it was looking like Ted Cruz with the stuff dripping down his face. Who's Ted Cruz? Remember that guy? Yes. Oh wait, no, that was Rudy, not Ted. That was Rudy Giuliani. Speaking of Rudy it's Giuliani, interchangeable in a way. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of him. Yeah. Um. I listened to a podcast this weekend. Okay. And I strongly recommend it. It's called How Did Either This Happen or That Happen? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but it's Chris Hayes. Oh, I like him. Yeah. All right. News guy. So. It was, um... I see him as uh, the uh, male counterpart to Rachel Maddow, in, in a way. Yeah, you know, kind of. They both end up telling stories with an immense amount of depth. Right. Which, uh, which is really, very cool. How did this happen? No, that's a song. Uh... What else have we got here? How did that happen? Is that it? Well, you said that might be it. Well, you and I both know that when I say a thing, it's called Why Is This Happening? Oh, there you go. Okay. And it's the Chris 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 Hayes Hayes. podcast. Okay, yeah. And it's really, really good. And... Also, I listened to him being interviewed on Mark Marin after I heard oh, that. Oh, Chris Hayes? Yeah. All right, yeah. And his life story is fascinating. It is so interesting how he got from the Bronx mm-hmm. to Brown University. Okay, yep. 
and so on and so on. He's it took a while to walk there, I'll tell you that. It took him... He and his wife have been married since they were 19. Wow. Uh, so that's a really long yeah, that's, time. That's kind of a long time, yeah. And um, Especially it, for getting uh, married at such a young age. At least, you know... These generations, the current generations, yeah. Well, I mean, and the fact that would you have said, oh, Chris K- Chris Hayes grew up in the Bronx. No, that I makes prob- sense. probably wouldn't have said that, no. No, I don't think I would have said that at all. Uh, so. Uh, no, 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 not me. I'm not a guy who says a thing like you. You know, you might have grown up in the Bronx. Well, just you know. when I heard that, you know, my red flag warning went off. Okay, yeah. It just sounded wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, his he studied for the priesthood. Oh, okay. For wow. six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he ended up. You know, re- you know, Stephen Fry also did studied for the priesthood. Yes. Yeah. Um, but different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Different kind of motivation, I believe. Um, Chris's mother off the boat from Ireland. Chris's father was like. A machinist in Chicago, an Irish Catholic. He was raised strictly Irish. There's so much interesting about him, and a lot of stuff you would not assume goes with his kind of relaxed, preppy, intellectual liberal kind of guy okay yep yep no and again i say no and again she says no anyhow listen to the mark Marin interview of chris hayes please all right even if you dislike mark Marin, hearing chris hayes tell about his life um and, you know, Marin goes super deep on the personal deets, mm-hmm. which some people hate. And some people get into telling, and Chris got into telling. Yeah, well, sometimes it's kind of cool. So so it was cool, and I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, so another week... Talking about the war. Yep. It's tearing me up inside in ways that are hard to describe. And uh, tearing me up inside, it's also, it's so nerve-wracking. I go to bed every night thinking about it. I wake up in the morning thinking about it. So it's clearly on my mind. Um, But I just want to mention it and want to mention that it's just so upsetting. 
and wars don't generally have a place on this show and they still don't um except you know oh war broke out right um in udange Mm -hmm. um that's where you get dengue fever right yeah that's what i heard yeah I heard um, that on uh, last week's show. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so there's a certain amount of, or even with the war in Ukraine, there's a certain amount of airtime I give to that. Mm. Right, even though a lot of your personal time and well, and professional time are given to it because you've been doing another show uh, almost since the war started. Right. Uh, and the finding interviewees and, and you know, coming up with the right questions to ask and, you know, and trying to figure out. I mean, there's a lot of things you need to figure out. Well, also... You need to, you need to watch videos and read things they've written. And, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot involved and it kept keeps you super super busy i wanted to do a show called israel 710 right yeah which and, is a similar which is nature. the day it started yeah um and i was told by my network no can do that israel is too much of a they say hot button. Hot button, yeah. I don't really know what that means other than uh, they're really... Um, Anti-Semites? Yeah. Could, <laughs> it, well, I don't know. I wouldn't no. necessarily call them that, but they are starting to you know, put a more pro-Russian front on some of their programming. So I'd... You know, I well, know. see now... If you were doing the Israeli war, um, Russia's very much on the side of Gaza. So that would actually, that narrative would get flipped, you know, to Russia in a different theater of war and how it's affecting Israel and Gaza which it quite profoundly is. Um, at any rate, it ain't gonna happen. But anyway, so you've been, you, you know, you've been really busy doing that. Yeah, you and know, so. I've been trying to make a decision. The decision is that I'm going back to writing full time until such time as. I can find a network that's interested in this story. I gotcha. Um, given that I'm a citizen of that country and m- many other things um, put me, I mean, I've lived there for years, so things put me in. Um, more in the middle of it, say, than the the war in Ukraine did. Right. I mean, even though you you know you're you're a old a family 
came from there. You know, you are removed a bit from from them. You know, yeah, from all and, of that. And as so I it's say, not the same my ra- my family as actual ran. family you've got in Israel right now. So my family, a bunch of them, literally ran from Ukraine to Jerusalem. That was how they got out. The ones who stayed aren't are no longer. Yeah. So, or they came here. They either came to the United States or Israel. So I have a bunch of family over there because of that. Uh, right. So I know there's got to be an outlet that would be interested in this show. It would be a lot easier if the network I currently work with would say, yeah. well, yeah. she's done a damn good job for almost two years. Let's see what what else she's got. Uh, no. Yeah. So, well. I mean, I could... Let me put this a different way. I could put up a show since I'm a member of the network and see how it does. The problem is that without support of the network, which they gave me big time on Ukraine, uh, I don't even know where I'd begin. I mean, it has to start with a press release that goes out to all the managers and they, you know, decide to pick it up or not. They publish it. They put, I I have none of that. So what I would be doing is putting A little something and a little something. You have anything to say? Nope. Okay. Well, I'm going back to writing. And um, we'll see if anything happens. So what's been going on in your world, Michael? Uh, I don't know. Same old, same old, I suppose. Um. The, the outside world is changing a little bit around here. Uh-huh. Some, uh, we had just had a tree taken down that actually makes a drastic difference in uh, what things look like. What uh, else? But I kind of like it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Something you like? What else is going on? I don't know. I don't really pay much attention, to tell the truth. I did watch some television. Tell me what you watched. It's so exciting, really. Mm -hmm. I watched uh, the uh, first season of the show called Reacher. Mm -hmm. Which is based on uh, the Jack Reacher books by some guy named Lee Childs, I believe. Now, is that a series or a streamer? It is a series. Mm -hmm. Eight episodes in series number one, 
And the guy who plays Jack Reacher um, is a very large man. His name is Alan Richson. And he's six foot five. He's a he's a very very big dude, and he actually, I think, portrays Reacher the way he's supposed to be portrayed. He's this kind of emotionally, uh, very emotionally separated from most everybody else, um, and and it makes him kind of weird. But uh, they did make two movie, two Jack Reacher movies, starring Tom Cruise, who uh, um, amazingly, if I think if you reversed the digits in his height, might be six five, because I think he's at the most five six, right? Something like um, that. Yeah, and and the the those movies weren't terribly close to the books anyway but um i mean they were okay if you like that kind of thing but i really like this series a great deal and uh series number two is going to start pretty soon it's on uh, amazon prime or i think you can watch uh the old ones on peacock or something i don't know one of those other one of those other thousands of streaming services which you have to pay only five ninety nine to nine ninety nine for, but there's eleven hundred of them you just gotta have. Yeah. So. Well, you gotta sign up for them to watch that first thing, and then you forget to cancel. Right. That's the well. They count on that, right? They count on people forgetting to cancel. Right. So or those two week trials, and then it's five hundred dollars a minute. So right. you uh, you forget at least one week, you know, one scheduled round of pay. Yeah, and then you say, "Oh my God, uh, what's this?" Yeah, what the heck was that? Um, then I recommend highly something called. Rocket, oh my God, I'm forgetting it now. Rocket, yeah. God damn it. No, I know I know what you're talking about. It's, it's Rocket. Yeah, and it keeps track of all of your subscriptions to stuff. And, uh, and it can help. And instead of uh, you having to try to go through the 900 invisible layers to get to... Where you can cancel something. <coughs> uh huh. Excuse me. You're able to do it from here. Uh, pretty much with a with a click. So that's pretty cool. Well, and I know you have it. It's called Rocket Money. Yeah. And I have it, and it has this one. Uh. It has this one thing that it does that is fantastic for me. Um, it's that they go through and find every prescription ever. Everything you signed up for ever. 
and they give you a list and ask you if you still want that subscription or not. Yeah. And it's fantastic because, um, you know, they, they will uh, cancel for you. Yeah, that and that's yeah, and it's it can be really hard to do. They don't make it easy, right? The companies they really don't. They make it purposefully difficult to cancel a lot of things. Try to cancel your subscription to Vanity Fair. You know how you we, do that? Well, we you are cancel down your to credit one. card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it's done. And then you get a credit card from a different bank so that they can't just, you know. Right. Because they'll try to get get it from the next one. Right. They'll so, just tell your bank, oh, yeah, he he meant to keep going with, on the new one, obviously. Well, I noticed this week that we only got one this month. Right. And it was addressed to you. Yeah, I think. And, and I was so happy yeah it's pretty good it took a long time though to get yeah. to that but we're down to just one yeah which is <coughs> vaguely tolerable okay speaking of rockets and down to just one you know i want to uh, i want our listeners to go away from the Anne levine show having learned something whether, you know, that they did, they probably did not know before they started listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's how I do things. And it's, you know, I got stories about animals and world records and stuff like that. But today, I have a question for you. Yeah. And the question is this. How many moons... Does the Earth have? Oh gosh. Um, well, there's that big one that we call the Moon. Hmm. Yeah, huh. that's probably n- more than one. Uh, oh, I don't know. Fifteen. Well, that's a very that's a very good guess, but if I mean, if you really want to get technical, right, we don't have a moon. We don't have any moons at all. In fact, if you want to get supremely technical, the moon itself is actually a planet. It meets all the requirements to be a planet. Mm -hmm. It has its own orbit around the sun. Right. It just also orbits around us as well. Mm -hmm. Um. It has sufficient self-gravity for it to be round. Mm-hmm. And it has cleared all of the objects in its orbit. That is what it takes to become a planet. How do you do that, by the way? Do you have to like call Stanley Steamer or something? To clear all the objects in your, in your uh, yeah. orbit? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. It could be you have to beat them up and they and they leave. Uh, some of them you might be able to pay off. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that actually. So, if you want to go on all the technicalities, the moon and the Earth 
our our binary planet system. Okay. How about that? How come the moon isn't the moon of the Earth? Well, because it's not uh, necessarily just simply a moon. It meets the requirements to be a planet. So, Are there any other moons of other planets that meet that requirement? That I haven't looked up, but I will. All right. Well, that's kind of... So, there you go. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, quite a bit about space and none of it is I don't know encouraging no none of it is so what what has happened recently in space that has discouraged you well if I could remember I could tell you a lot of the facts that I tell you the next day are things that I heard while I was falling asleep oh, yeah, right, on, yeah. on the podcast. Right, yeah. And last, last night I was particularly out of it because of some medicine I had to take. So... Um, I, I don't know, Michael, I couldn't, I could tell you that I started out listening to Chris Hayes mm -hmm. and I could tell you also that I woke up li having listened to, having heard only Chris Hayes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's where that story begins and ends. I see, yes. Um, I have had a strange thing happen, and I'm speaking to you, uh, Silver Lake. My wardrobe is beyond preppy 1980s, 1990s. It's beyond... I own nothing practically, well, above the waist, that isn't polo. And oh, that's true. I'm guilty of a lot of that, too, though. I wear but that's because I buy it, right? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I, everything I have bought for Michael and for myself has been polo today however i'm wearing my elephant uh shirt which is tommy hilfiger and it's fabulous yeah. it's like the most fabulous pretty and good, you have on really cool levi's yeah my super um, weirdly bleached uh jeans they're oh they're pretty cool they're very cool yeah. uh looks like someone vandalized them i love them i'm wearing a pair of sen jeans mm -hmm. and this absolutely couldn't be preppier cable cotton cable knit yeah 
That's a nice sweater. Ralph Lauren sweaters. Each sleeve banded sort of around the bicep. Yeah, with a navy. By a by navy. Yeah, very nice. Um so that's kind of it. That's kind of the everyday. Now, as someone who has a lot of not so nice things to say about boarding school, I find this trend bizarre mm-hmm. because I would dress like this uh, from September to June every year. Yeah. And then the second I busted out of there for the summer, I went back into my kind of rock and roll clothes, which is what I wore. Yeah. And which I also wore in college. All that preppy stuff, I was like, what was I thinking? Got rid of it. Anyway. Oh, no, uh, now, now you're, in your, you're in your Higa phase. I am? You know, the big, cozy, warm stuff phase. Oh, well, that's just because it's gotten cold. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I that, think. Yeah, it probably um, explains it. But, you know, polo cold. And uh, it's it's gotten ridiculous. I'm going to have to remove 10 items from my closet mm-hmm. yeah. to counterbalance what has happened. Now, I But but hey, but you're you're getting it all on eBay, right? So, you know. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Which is that lest you think I have invested $3,000, which is probably what this would cost um, on these clothes at the time or now. Oh, my God. You know, a sweater. Good luck finding a sweater like the one I'm wearing for less than $200. Yeah, that's a nice sweater. It looks really good on you, too. I like it a lot. Well, you know, how you do it is you go on eBay. And um, you bring home the item that has been sitting in a drawer or a closet or someone's gotten tired of wearing. Yep. And they put it on eBay for... I have a rule on eBay. Nothing... Under $20, nothing, sorry, <laughs> nothing over $20. Yeah. Um, unless it's something. It's got to be pretty special for that. Well, I just bought a silk and cashmere. Yeah. Um, kind of open neck cream color sweater. And. And it feels. Like a hug from an angel. Oh, there you go, Michael. You should get a job writing for Jay Peterman. Mm. 
Um, it does. It, it feels kind of like that. Yeah. And it's fabulous. So for that, cashmere and silk, um, I spent 25, between 25 and 30. Yeah, see. Um, I know, you almost went crazy, really. I know. So I do, there are certain things. It's harder to shop this time of year for $15 than it is in the summer. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, it's yeah. mostly like t-shirts and whatever. Um, not the sort of the wool, the none of that. Right, yeah. Uh, at any rate, that's what I do. It comes home, it goes in the washing machine, and right. it goes in my closet. There you go. Um, it, I call it free. I call buying a garment for $15 getting it pretty for much, free. Yeah, it's pretty much free. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I feature Until that. you have 700 of them, and then, you know, you kind of, when you add it up. Well, then you put them back on eBay. Right, that's what you do. Yep. You know, for the same $15. And before you know it, bam. That's right. You have no clothes. You got room in your closet. You right. Know. Yeah. You're stuck with your old, uh, whatchamacallit. Yep, exactly. How? Okay, so yeah. I did do one more, one more thing, uh, uh -huh. one more thing this week. Um, and what was that thing? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't even remember. What was it? Yeah, you do. You just said, "Oh." Yeah, I know. And then it went away. Wow, that was a fast. Yeah, well, we'll get back to that. I guess we'll have to get back to that because I've totally forgotten what in the world I was going to talk about. Oh, wait, now I remember. Yesterday. Do you remember I, 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 when I told you that uh, something unusual happened to me? I don't, but... Okay. Yesterday, I wore a matching pair of socks. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Completely and utterly by accident. Mm-hmm. So... That was exciting. It was uh, exciting. Yeah, I mean, because I throw all my socks into a drawer, and then I just reach in and grab two socks. I don't care if they match. It doesn't matter to me. Um, because uh, I don't have to follow your conventions. But yesterday, I pulled out two socks, and boom, matching socks. Well, it's my... My uh, way of doing things that led to that. Yeah. Do you know that? What, getting me the goofy socks? No. Putting your socks away mm -hmm. in matching pairs. Yeah. So when you grab something out of there, the matching pair comes with it. Right, yeah. So yeah, I've I, been I used to do that. Well, I know, and yeah. I'm just saying, when I get you some socks, only one pa one couple pair of which were not polo. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God, help me. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I used to have to roll up each sock individually. Mm-hmm. And put them in my footlocker. This is how you had to do it in the army. Each individual sock. It was great. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad habit. I really don't. I think it's kind of a good habit. And I think putting our clothes away neatly mm-hmm. is a good thing. Well, you have to see my t-shirts. Oh, I have. They're perfect. Yep. I've so, seen them. Because I use the machine. I use the flip and fold. Yep. Well, there's other stuff I you saw can... one of those at a Macy's or something. And I'm like, where in the heck do you find one of those? And then you found me one. I found you too. Found me too. That's right. And um, they are the greatest thing ever. Yeah. They improve with the use. True. Yeah, they're great. Flip and fold is pretty hilarious. I wonder how many stores use those. Um, you know, how many of them use them as a tool? I think a lot of them. I've, I've seen several in stores since then. So it's not like Gap in the old days. No, not ne- no, not just like them. No, right. No, but they're handy. They they're great and they do a good job. You know, and everything comes out of uniform size. It's very cool. It is very cool. I need to stop flipping and folding. You do? Oh yeah. Okay. Very much so. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Flip and fold the laundry. How the about stu- that? What do you think about that? And then instead of just a mountain somewhere in a basket, on a chair, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you've got neat squares, rectangles, instead of just a mountain. Mm -hmm. You could do a flip and fold for towels. That would be a good one. I think you certainly could. Yeah. No, I mean, with what we have. Uh, Yeah, I suppose you could. You'd have to figure out the geometry, but yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking you spread it out evenly with the same amount on each side, and you go thwap, thwap, and then you're kind of almost done. You just pull up so the top and the bottom meet. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it in my head and I'm gonna give it a shot. All right. I'll show you what I'm thinking. Okay. It's probably a disaster. It's a total disaster. Everything's a disaster. I also heard uh a podcast. It was Chris Hayes, actually, but he was it might have been his interview. He's hawking a book. And so that's why he's on everything right now. Um, when he's asked about the future of the world or of this country or of the planet and how do we get 
back from where we are currently, particularly in this country, he believes that it will take a catastrophe the likes of which we have never experienced Mm -hmm. or heard of. And he believes that if you look at post-9-11, if you look at post-Ukraine war, post-World War II, um, you know, post-Oklahoma City, bigger and smaller tragedies, international and national, there's a rebound effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where doesn't matter what team you're on, what team I'm on, we're all in this together. We've all been attacked on 911. Uh, and I kind of get what he's saying. I mean, what's scary, obviously, is the magnitude he was talking about of tragedy and destruction, but I can kind of see what he's talking about. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know how much he's talking about as far as destruction is concerned or what he thinks it's going to take, but it's going to take something, a a chunk of something, because, you know, kids dying by the hundreds in school Due to uh, uh, guns, that's not enough. I think it's going to be something. I think it's going to be an attack from a foreign actor. And I don't mean uh, Catherine Deneuve. Mm, I I mean... uh, uh, Good, because, man. I know it. That would be a rough one. I think it's going to be something like an attack, a land war. Mm-hmm. Now, we have quite the space to live in that could be attacked by land, kind of except Canada. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the heck they would say. What would Canada do? say? What would they do? Yeah, take off, eh? Yeah. Here, this maple syrup will make your eyes feel better. Ha ha ha! Yeah, I don't know. Um, or Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be the the old poison avocado stream. I don't know. Yeah. But Man, I I knew they were gonna pull that one day. I did too. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously not something we can imagine or predict. No. Um, no. You know, it could go up through the west, which I think is the only viable path. Okay. Although, hitting the east is where the money is. Yeah. In a lot of a lot of big 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 cities out there. You know, you got Boston, New York, 
Washington, Philadelphia, yeah. Miami. Right. And Atlanta. That is presumably why they chose New York, Washington, mm-hmm. and Boston as kind of the three main cities having to do with 9-11. Right. What? Am I missing one? No. So, oh, the Pentagon. Yeah, that's Washington. So Yes. So, uh, I, I don't know, but it's going to be something unimaginable. And it might be a nuke. I don't know. But I feel like, given Chris Hayes' brain and breadth of knowledge and how he lives his, his life, which is so interesting, um, listen to one of these damn podcasts and hear how the world's going to get better. Yeah. If it doesn't kill itself trying. All right. I, I excuse me. All right. Well, now before we go off the deep end too far, I just want to mention that there is a contest that happens every year in Alaska, and uh, we now know the winner of this contest. Dateline, Anchorage, Alaska. When it comes to packing on the pounds to survive an Alaska winter, this year's undisputed champ, her name is Grazer. <laughs> Grazer is also known as Bear 128. And to the fans of Fat Bear Week at Alaska's Katmai National Park and Reserve, uh, she won this year's contest, handily defeating Chunk. 108, uh, oh, by 108,321 votes to 23,134 votes. So, just smack the crap out of him. Now, what what are the weights? Uh, let's see. She is... Uh, where is she? I'm glad my nickname is... 2,200 pounds. She's a brown bear. 2,200. Yep. She and is a true mama bear. She is known to attack larger bears, even adult males, to uh, you know protect her cubs. And she has successfully so far raised two litters. Okay. I have a question, mm-hmm. Mr. Teacher. Is there such a thing as mm, do do bears have eating disorders? Do animals have eating disorders naturally or uh, not? Uh, I. Uh, if they do, I think it's really pretty rare. Certainly not on the, you know, like same percentage that human beings would. So I'm. But you do know that you know some animals end up, they have pica, where they just eat like weird stuff. 
mm-hmm. where they're just eating dirt or plastic or whatever it is, and you can't. I mean, that's just what they want to do. They just want to eat that. Well, I was thinking about people um, have that disorder as well, but um, it's also you know pretty rare. Well, I was thinking. Um, so are these bears that are just, this is naturally how much they pack on in the wild? They, yes. Or are they fed by people? Oh, no, they're standing in the river trying to catch as many salmon as they can um, and get as fat as they can to go through the winter. How do they get the doctor's scale out there? Uh, you know what? They probably, uh, at one point will, um, capture them and, and give them a, a little look over, a medical Oh, I don't know. Lookover. Don't they give them treats while uh, they're being I, captured? Uh, well, I think for the most part, while they're captured, they're asleep. Oh, all right. But they feel 100% safe in saying that this is They're just... They're saying she's 2,200 pounds, yeah. This is how it normally happens. I yeah. cannot imagine for a second how something gets to be... Well, let's see. What is the like the third and fourth... How much do they weigh? Uh, they're not even listed in in here. <gasps> yeah, they don't even deserve a list. No, not in this, not in this thing that I'm looking at. Yeah, but there was a million and a half votes cast overall. So there were, you know, where they were split amongst a whole bunch of them, where and where uh, this bear got honored and. Over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now I have a quiz for those of you who read the New Yorker, see the New Yorker somewhere. Um, this is the October twenty-third issue. Issue, yes. And the cover drawing illustration is of two people and it's called quiet luxury that's the name of this work of art yeah uh on the cover so you have to buy it you can just go to a newsstand and gaze upon it i want to know who you think if anyone, the people represented there are. Michael and I have slightly different opinions. Neither of us feels a total sympathy. I kind of do. I'm close to saying, yep, that's who I think it is. Uh-huh. Um. But the other one, I don't know. And there's another tiny one. Anyway, take a look because yeah, who, Mama, needs, 
Mama needs to know. That has never happened to me with a New Yorker cover. Never. Uh, and I feel that it's my job to find out who the hell these people are. Yeah. Because if this is a send-up, which I assume it is, <clears throat> it is one of the sendiest, uppiest things ever. Okay. And I have looked at the fine details. It's a very complex... What do you call this, Michael? Do you call it a drawing? Do you call it a... What do you call um, it? I don't know. It's an illustration. It's a, you know, um, yeah, it's a stylized illustration. Okay. I have never seen a stylized, what is it? Illustration yeah. with so many details. It's insane. I can't imagine... The time and imagination this took probably 10 minutes for this person. Um, for me, so far, I've had it for a week, and I don't know what's going well, on. Well, you know, uh, it it could be like a room that the artist just has in their memory, you know, so that they've seen it a million times their whole lives, so, you know... Yeah, but I don't know. these people. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. I I've I can't guess who one of them is, and the other one I've got to guess, but I don't know how it fits together at all. Well, I don't think they're supposed to fit together exactly. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Me too. I don't have any idea. And it's driving me nuts. I've been carrying this thing around. Oh, just everywhere. Well, I have. Yeah, I know. And I keep looking at it and looking for a clue. I think I found one clue. Anyone, anyway, um, hive mind, I need you, and I need you to help me. Yeah. I just have the cover at this point. I don't have the rest of it, and I can't tell you the, uh, what was that, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I was clicked on a thing and it made a noise. Wow! Yeah. You know, sometimes when I click on a thing and it makes a noise... But I'll do it again. Oh, are we going to hear more than a noise? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is the noise. Oh. People... I'm a little shocked by uh, the end of the show having a ribbon, as Michael would say, already. Uh, however, uh, I want to say a couple of things. One thing that I'm thinking of constantly is the war in Israel and Gaza. And for William Robert McLaughlin III, please put a light on.
In the American 